Well, our moms think we're funny. Come on, man. You don't want to watch Kung Fu Gold? A gold oh, miner returns from his hometown to arrange marriages for his fellow miners. He discovers <laughs> that his own sweetheart was murdered by a corrupt army officer, and he teams up with a rebel fighter to defeat <laughs> Kung Fu Gold. Sure. <laughs> why, is he, why is he arranging marriages? Look at this poor man's, like, Bruce Lee. <laughs> it's uh, probably a Bruce exploitation movie. Uh, I could be, man. Even though they don't mention, like, Bruce, like, a Bruce Lai or Bruce Lay or any of them. <laughs> Uh, well, we are recording. Are we recording? We're recording. Oh, jeez, man. You gotta give me some advance notice, man. You always spring this shit on me. I like, like to spring it on you. It's funny. God. <laughs> you gotta say no homework or something like that, man. No. Oh, shit. Wizard Lost Kingdom. I've seen this. It's so fucking bad. I feel like I have, too. It is so bad. I feel like I have, too. Oh, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you ever watched any... Um, have you ever watched any regular show? Uh, very little. So I did not like regular show when I first saw it. I was like, this is pretty stupid. I was like, this is just damn dumb. I was like, yeah, this is not funny at all. And then I saw the Jinx episode. And it, it's kind of weird how you can see an episode of something and it just completely changes your perspective on it. it just Everything oh, yeah. just takes it. And the Jinx episode was so good um, because it, Mordecai and Rigby are... Or um, they're playing jinx on each other, and then uh, see um, uh, Rigby gets jinxed, and they find out that the he that he can actually go and say his name in the mirror, and it's like someone else saying his name. Yeah, but huh. I, I think he or he said, or says jinx or whatever. Anyway, he they unleash this jinx like demon from the mirror. It's uh, it's it's so awesome. <laughs> That's cool. And it was really good. And then after that, they had one where um, it was like a uh, Mordecai was taking um, the one chick to, I forget who it is, uh, to the airport. And something happened. And uh, he ends up going through this gang, this gang's territory. And the one, there's always like graffiti in the wall that says like, no cell phones. And like the gang leader is like, he's like, hey, you. He's like, what? He's like. You know, put down your cell phone. We don't allow cell phones here. <laughs> and then later on, they come through and the guy's got bottles in his fingers like, Mordecai, <laughs> put up your cell phone. It's, dude, it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right, so, so, um, so, hey, my name's Turk182. And I'm a Comey. Uh, Comey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Hey, hey Turk, would you rather eat a baby goat or a matta baby? Uh, say again. Would you rather eat a baby goat or a matta baby? What's a matta baby? Nothing, sugar. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been waiting all fucking weekend to throw that really? joke out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of caught on, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll just go ahead. I'm just gonna lean into it. <laughs> Don't take this from me." <laughs> So I posted our um, I posted our uh, let's watch of Anaconda. Oh damn! And I think you'll be you'll be quite happy with the description I put up there. Okay. Yeah, because I I the description I do the normal thing, you know. Hey, Comey and Turk one eighty two, blah blah blah. Right. But then I I refer to you as um uh what I call you. Uh, 
Like like baby catacomy. <laughs> <laughs> I I, for, I forget all the names that John Voight kept calling, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <He was> just, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Little baby kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Such a stupid joke. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but we we reference it so much. <laughs> we did that. Yeah, I kind of had to. I had to put it in there. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So Tarek, I figured I would tell you about uh, my misadventures in the past uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, because you started off and I asked you, you know, said, "What's the matter, baby?" And you're like, oh, "Nothing. What's the matter with you?" But no, something really is the matter with you. Yeah, I cut my fucking thumb off. <laughs> well, that's gonna hinder our comic book making. Well, I, I got better. Like, oh, okay. I, I didn't lose the whole thumb, just like the tip, but it, uh, like they they were able. That's to... what John Wayne Bobbitt said. <laughs> Just the tip, so you know. Unfortunately, all he had was the tip. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm blowing it out of the water. I, I cut, I cut the tip of my thumb pretty deep and had to get stitches. And uh, the doctors saved me, but it was, it was a dumb night and it was a bad night. And uh, I was in the ER from twelve thirty till five a.m. Well, as long as it wasn't something serious. Well. <laughs> I mean, it needed stitches, so... Well, and there's the fact that, you know, your thumb's, like, hanging off, and you're like, no, just, just, you know, we'll, we'll be with you in a minute, <laughs> mi- Mr. Akomi. Well, I timed it pretty well, because there was nobody else there, so I didn't have a wait or anything. Oh, so it just took you five hours because there was nobody there. That's even worse. Well, <laughs> it took... No, there, there, was, there was medical assholes. staff. <laughs> there was medical staff there. The, what, took, what took so long was the stitching process, but I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So, I was cutting open some packaging, and I had a brand new knife, um... Because I, <laughs> I lost my old pocket knife, which you know my old pocket knife. It was the uh, the Samurai Tonto. How'd you um, lose that, dude? At the Sonic movie. I, because the theater has these awesome reclining seats. And they were super comfortable. And I loved every second of reclining and seeing Sonic's gorgeous body on the screen. But then when I got back to my car and was like halfway home, I realized I was like, oh shit, the knife is gone. See, that's the thing. That Sonic movie cost you more than just the price of a ticket. Yeah, I blame Jim Carrey for it, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, I blame Jim Carrey for a lot of things. But yeah, yeah, so, I mean, all, all I had was, like, a, a shitty cheap pocket knife. Was it the one I gave you? No, no. That, that one's a bit too big to fit in my pocket, so. Oh. No, you're, that, that one's really nice. I like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, so... I finally ordered myself a new knife. I got the new knife. I'd only had it for like a day, but I was not used at all to how sharp it was because I'd gotten used to the cheap shitty knife right. that doesn't have an edge. So I was cutting open some packaging that night. I had just gotten back from D&D, which is why it was so late. It's 1230 and it's like, oh, I, I got some, you know, some tools for work in the mail. I'm just going to cut that packaging open and then get to bed. And of course the knife slips, cuts right into the tip of my thumb and it's like, well, son of a bitch. So, um, I, I, I spent a minute just kind of panicking and like flinging my thumb around because it hurt so bad. And then that just made my entire bedroom look like a crime scene. Wow. Just like blood spatters everywhere. It's like, oh shit, I have comics out. I have art out. This is not good. But thankfully nothing was like ruined. Uh, but I, I finally managed to, uh, stem the blood flow long enough to, uh, to like place my thumb down on top of a bandaid and then like cocoon my thumb in multiple band-aids it's like okay 
So, you know, I'm stable enough, I can get myself to the hospital. Uh, so, get myself there. So, what actually happened with that is um, my mom had uh, a gentleman friend over for a visit Ooh. that evening. He had not gone home yet at the time. Ooh. Yeah, so, um, I don't I don't know if they would consider themselves a couple or not, but, I mean, he was he was there for dinner and it was 12.30 and he still hadn't gone home. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so I, I let them know what's going on. Um, so, and I, I guess for those who aren't familiar with, like, kind of my, my home situation, I, I live with my mom and take care of her, and that's, like, that's why I'm working IT instead of doing art and podcasting full-time is to is to support my mom, but, uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so, she's like, he can help you, and I'm like, I really don't need help, she's like, no, he used to, he used to be, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll just call him D, just, like, to, to not give his full name on the podcast, but he's like, we're, we're gonna call him what? D. D? Yeah. Like in, D's nuts! D's nuts, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's like, no, he- I'm five. <laughs> She's like, no, he, you know, he used to be uh, a paramedic. He, he knows how to do this. So I'm like, oh, okay. So first thing is he's like, oh, well, you shouldn't use paper towels because you don't want those paper towel particles in there. So we'll, we'll get you a towel to stem this blood flow, right? Because, yeah, yeah, I'd rather have cotton fibers in there. So, so well, yeah, so that's what happens is, you know, he puts the towel on and it just starts absorbing the blood. And then as soon as you pull the towel away, it just like rips everything even worse. And it's like, holy Fuck no! Right, because because it starts to it starts to congeal. <laughs> yeah, around the, so, yeah. So I'm like, give me a goddamn paper towel. Just help me get the band aids on. I will drive myself to the hospital. So and this is why he lost his paramedic license. <laughs> right. Like, no, just give me some towels. I'll be fine. Uh, you know what the hell I'm doing? Right. Yeah. So for future reference, folks, if they say used to be a paramedic, that there's that thing used to being the operative word here. Yeah, just <laughs> like when someone says, you know, I used to have a house. <laughs> I used to be a guy. You know, it was like used to. <laughs> You're not anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he, he helps me cocoon my thumb up, and I'm like, okay, blood flow's controlled, I feel stable, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sweating a little bad here, but I'm not dizzy, I'm okay, I can drive myself to the hospital, and he's like, no, no, I'll drive you. I'm like, it's, it's okay, I mean, you know, I don't dislike him, he's a nice guy, but it's like, no, it's okay, I mean, you know, you need to leave, I want to just get this done and get home and go to bed. He's like... No, because you might get dizzy on the way, so... How much were you bleeding? It was pretty bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bleeding a lot. I mean, it was a pretty deep cut. King gear. Okay, so... So was it a slice or just she, like... I mean, was it like a, like a gash? Was it a yeah, it was slice? Like here at the tip, so it goes across about, what, half inch? Three quarters of an inch? So you just took the skin right off the top of that? Yep, and okay. it was flopping and dangling and... Ah, uh, so... The there, was puppet, so was... There's no way you could have, uh... You could have, like, super glued that? No. Oh, okay. No. No, it was like way, way, way too deep. So he's That's like, she <laughs> so uh, he's like, I'll drive you. So we get out to his to his jeep, and I'm like, no, you you got to go home. You know, it's like I, I really don't want to just take up his evening doing this. Like you got to get home. He's like, no, no, I, I don't mind at all. So wow, somebody's we, trying to get in deep. <laughs> <laughs> so we we pull out of the driveway. He's like, now I'm gonna need you to navigate for me. I'm like, oh, so you don't know where the hospital is? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no it's fine i've been there i just don't know the these roads i just know the way there from my house so we're driving along. <laughs> okay well take me to your house and from there drive me to the hospital <laughs> so we're driving along and he's like that's the only way i know to get there 
so we're driving along and I'm like, okay, take a left here and he takes a right and it's like, okay, so are, are we just going your way instead of the way I told you now? He's like, no, no, this, this is the way I always go. I know this way a little bit better. I'm like, yeah, but this is like 20 minutes slower. So if you just go my way, I can navigate you and we can get there 15 minutes faster and I can get this medical attention that I desperately need. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. I can get there from here. So we go and it is 20 minutes slower. And then we're about like three miles from the house at this point, And he starts going like five miles under the speed limit. And I'm thinking, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man. He, he was really seriously going to be like, I tried to get him to the, the hospital, <laughs> but he, he bled out before he got <laughs> the there. was going to let me bleed out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, I used to speed everywhere I went when I was a young man, but you know, now I just, I, I just try to be safe. And, you mean back when you drove the ambulance? <laughs> 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 and you actually could speed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and he's 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 a really nice guy. Like I said, and he's such a soft heart that any time an animal ran across the road, he would like slow down to like five miles an hour. And it's like if I were driving behind him, I would be road raging so fucking much right now. Again, that's why he's a former ENT. <laughs> right? He's like he died. Yeah, but I didn't hit a bunch of animals. <laughs> like, hey, those those turtles and deer were totally safe. So. So finally, long, long story short, it's like 45 minutes later, we get to the goddamn hospital. So I come in, there's nobody there. And unfortunately, this is one of the hospitals where I repair printers at. So I'm just hoping to God that nobody recognizes me as the printer <laughs> like, guy. Oh, well, while you're here, like, oh, <laughs> hey, this, this printer been making a squeaky noise. Like, I will fucking murder you here on the spot. So, but thankfully, nobody did recognize me. It was night staff, you know, it's like, it's, it's 115 at this point. So, oh, man. So they, they take me back, and uh, I'm trying to remember, like, the exact order of everything. It was a bad night, but so they're they're checking me in. They're taking all my information and all that, and, and uh, you know, going down everything. And um, so, you know, you have, like, the initial person checking you in for the billing stuff. Then you have the nurse come in and check you in and, like, takes your pulse. They put the fucking pulse thing on my left arm. It was my left thumb that got cut. Yeah, so, so this of course, is, the blood flow is not going to be as strong. So this is all one right out. Right. I'm getting like a, like a bumps, but no bump bumps. Right. <laughs> so it's just like tightening and tightening. It's like, oh, this is this is worse. This is much worse. Okay, this is like way way worse. And so they, they finish up with all that, and she's like, okay, well, on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain scale? Ten being the worst you've ever felt. And I'm like, well, right now I'm contained here. I've got like five band aids on this thumb, lots of pressure applied. It's okay right this minute. I'd say it's probably lingering around a four or five, but let me promise you this. The minute you take these band-aids off, it's going to spike right up to like nine. She was like, okay, I'll make a note of that. So, you know, they, they get me all checked in, get all the information in. She didn't make a note of it, did she? <laughs> she didn't make a note of it. <laughs> so, uh. Bet you somewhere in that hospital, Oates is still waiting. It's like, <laughs> she said she was coming back. <laughs> so. Then the doctor comes, and this doctor was not anything like I was expecting, and I think I might have ha- might have a crush on her, honestly. <laughs> oh, like the like the police officer that night. Oh yeah. Well, no, oh, she my. wasn't. She wasn't that hot, but that was. Oh gosh, she was so hot. That was an insanely Holy hot police geez. officer, it, it, dude. I almost, I almost that night on the way back home, I almost committed a bunch of crimes. <laughs> just so she'd be like, "Did I just see you?" Like, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, she, I was gonna throw her in the back of the trunk of my car. You know, uh, that, that officer was almost hot enough to make me rethink the anarchy thing. I was oh. like, well, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for abiding by the law here. But yeah, no. The the cool thing about this doctor is that like this chick comes in, she's got like purple and aqua hair dyed 
She's got, like, a nose ring and piercings up and down her ears. And so she comes in, and at first, like, just the appearance was like, this is not the professional doctor that I'm used to seeing, you know? And that's why they have her working on night shift. And that's, yeah. That's, so that's kind of, like, my fault for judging by appearances right away of just, like, oh, she looks punk ed, and, you know, if it were anything but a doctor, I'd be okay with that. But then I was wearing my, uh, my The Thing shirt. Oh, yeah. The, the John Carpenter Thing shirt, that pink and purple one, which is, like, awesome. So, like, she stops in her tracks as soon as she comes in. She's like, holy crap, that's the coolest shirt I've ever seen. She's like, I love that movie. So, rather than tending to my thumb, we just start talking about The Thing. And, like, talking about the dog scene and all that. And it's like, this is a weird night, but this is pretty cool. She's actually pretty cool. So. So, <laughs> when are you going out on a date? I, I by the end of the story, you'll understand why I didn't ask her out on a date. But, um, but yeah, there, there were several moments during that conversation, which is kind of that Wayne's World thing of, like, looking into the camera, oh, I love this woman! So, she was very cool. But, um, but then, so she's like, okay, well, let's take care of the thumb. Do you think you need stitches? And there's just, like, this moment of silence, and I'm like, well, I kind of came here to get your opinion on that. Because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the medical fields. I was like, right now the bleeding is contained, but I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to need stitches or not. It's pretty deep. It hurts really bad, so probably. So she's like, okay, well, let me take a look at it. So takes the band-aids off, and shockingly, it's not bleeding too bad at the moment. I'm like, oh, okay, this maybe this won't be that bad. And she's like, oh, it doesn't look too bad. We can probably glue it down. Well, on second thought, this is going to feel like I'm hurting you. And then she peels the, the flat back. It's like, son of a fucking bitch! <laughs> and of course the blood starts just coming out everywhere. She's like, oh yeah, you're bleeding a lot, you need stitches. And I'm thinking, well, no shit, Sherlock. Now I do. <laughs> so, they manage to contain the bleeding yet again, get all that put back together, and she's like, okay. Well, my intern's gonna be putting the stitches in, and it's like, oh, wonderful. This is great, Okay. <laughs> So this med student shuffles in. He's like, oh, hey. I don't know which one's a gas and which one's a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you're going to be doing He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, how long have you been, been in med school? <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm in my fourth year. I'm like, well, that's that's good. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I mean, I've, I've set in on surgeries and baby deliveries and stuff. It's, it's fine. I'm like, okay, well, how long have you been working the ER? And he's like, oh, this is my first week in the ER. I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so... Sometime later, they have all the stuff together. He comes in. He's got the the table and all that. He's got, like, the numbing agents, the syringes, the needle and thread and all that. And so all this time, Mom's boyfriend just chilling out there in, the, just, in the lobby? He's just in the waiting room, just okay. you know, being a nice guy, not hitting animals. Uh, I mean, I, I do really appreciate him taking the effort to do this because this, this put him, you know, out until 5 o'clock in the morning as well. So, I mean, I, I you know, I don't want to, you know, rag on him too hard, but... Um, <laughs> So, he comes in with all this stuff, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to numb you first, and to do that, I am going to have to put a needle into your finger. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to give you a fair warning right now. That needle comes into this open knife wound, you're probably going to hear me cuss you out, spectacularly. And I just apologize about that in advance, because know that this isn't anything personal, this is just 
what happens when you stick a needle into an open knife wound? Yeah, it's I, like, I understand. I don't know you or your mother, <laughs> but both of you are whores. I'm just going to just let you know that. So, and, I, and I suspect that you might have sex with each other. I'm just telling you. I don't really believe that, but I'm going to say it. I mean, I just, I just wanted to be responsible because, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you don't want to tell somebody that they're a motherfucker and you're going to rip their throat out. Without, you know, setting this up ahead of time. You know, this is just be how I be, you know. <laughs> so, amazingly, spoiler alert, I didn't cuss throughout this entire process, but that's because what? of how much agony I was in. So, you know, he gets the band-aid off, you know, the, the blood is starting to flow. Then he stabs the needle right into the open knife wound, and it's like, oh, 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 God. Oh, oh, <laughs> So much pain. Just like every nerve in my body is clenching up just remembering that. And so he's like, well, I'm going to need you to hold still. I'm like, at this point, this is evolution and work. I, I don't have control over my body at this point. When the needle goes in, I'm not in control anymore. So I'm sorry about whatever I'm about to do. So he tells me to hold my, my hurt arm with my free arm to keep it from jerking back by reflex. Sticks the needle in a second time. It's like, son of a... Goddamn, bitch, this is bad. Apparently that shit didn't work the first time, or else I shouldn't have felt bad. <laughs> right? So, you know, he winds up sticking the needle in, like, four or five times. What? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, he had, I mean, it was a wide enough cut, they had to, like, numb oh. it in several places. So, and the problem is, you can never completely numb your fingertip. They don't tell you that shit until later. So, when I had to get my, uh, my one wisdom tooth cut out, and he put the needle in there, like, so, first he gives me the shot in the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's the one that hurts the most. Oh, yeah. That shot in the roof of your mouth. Like, holy Fuck. Yeah. And they're basically, at least you could cuss. I can't cuss because <laughs> I'm going to bite down on the syringe. And next thing you know, I got like shards of glass in my tongue. And he's like, well, now we got to numb your tongue and rest of your mouth. I'm going to stick another needle in there. Like, so, but, but when he did the, the inside of my jaw though, um, he wig- he like moved the needle yeah, around. They, they wiggle it when they go in your mouth. I hate it. <laughs> but the thing That's is though, he only, yeah. <laughs> Just hold it straight. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> so, um, but but then he only had to stick me once. Yeah. As opposed to, all right, now I'm going to give you an injection here and give you an injection here. Yeah, like, like, just wiggle that shit around, man. You Just one hole. Just one hole. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I got I to gotta put it in the left side and the right side. Now the middle and the middle was the worst. And I'm like, I'm just like, oh, God, this is so bad. Why would you do the left side and the right side first? Right. And then, like... So, you know, he, so he pokes and prods. He's like, is it numb? I'm like, well, the, you know, the left side here is, but the right side, I'm still kind of feeling it when you poke it. He's like, well, let me numb it again. Does it again. It's like, okay, I'm really not feeling good about this. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and just try to put the stitching in. And if it gets too bad, just, you know, let me know. So he puts the first stitch in, gets it through there. And I'm watching because I always watch medical stuff that goes on with my body. If I can help it, I'm an artist. I, I like to see this stuff for real. Turns out that was a mistake. <laughs> so he gets the first stitch in and I ties it off. I could have told you that. I mean, usually it's not a problem. I've had other shit cut off of me that, like, I, I watch because it's like, I want to I know what this looks like. I, I want to be able to, like, draw from memory if I need to. So he gets that first stitch in there, ties it off. He's like, okay, well, that was the first one. I was like, oh, I'm as bad as that hurt. I'm kind of amazed that there are people who choose to do this without numbing. <laughs> so he's like, well, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm okay. Actually, I feel really, really nauseous. Can I get a bag? So they hand me a bag. He's like, okay, you're going to throw up? And I'm sitting there a minute. I say, no, I'm not going to throw up. He's like, okay, that's good. I'm like, no, I'm going to pass out. Can we please set the bed back here? (laughs) 
my vision is going black. I'm hearing ringing in my ears. I, it sounds like everything's underwater. It's the closest I've ever come to passing out. Wow. It was terrifying. So, so I'm laying there and it takes like, this is, this is one reason why all this shit took five hours to do. So, you know, I'm laying there. It takes me a long time to, to get back up on my feet and, you know, like kind of recover from all that. So they sit me back up. He's like, you feeling okay? I was like, yeah. He was like, it was a little worrisome. You were pretty green there. It's like, okay, don't tell me you were worried. <laughs> I'm worried enough for the both of us. He's like, well, good news is we can get started again. The bad news is the numbing is worn off at this point. So I'm going to have to re-numb you. And it's like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so what, how long does the numbing last? Not long, apparently. It's supposed to be a fast thing. So. Wow. God. So, yeah, and of course, you know, I'm just like, I'm covered in just like beads of sweat. It was, it was awful. <laughs> so now, now I'm understanding why you didn't ask her out. Right. So <laughs> she wasn't in there for any of this at this time, but, uh, no, but, you know, she, just, had, she had Jojo the idiot boy. Right. Here. <laughs> like, she got <laughs> Creepo the fuck boy here <laughs> stitching me up. Oh, so. wait. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, that was the numbing agent. That was just the, the saline. <laughs> oh, this uh. is pain juice. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is a mix of pain juice and monster energy drink. Are you still using pain juice in hospitals? <laughs> I mean, only when it's really necessary. I thought this should have been outlawed. <laughs> it probably was. So, he renums me. Of course, I'm squirming and yelling and hooting, somehow not cussing throughout all that. And maybe I did cuss and I just don't remember it. Maybe this is like a PTSD thing. Maybe maybe that's what the part that's what they actually got numbed was like your memory of cussing. <laughs> right. So you said shit that was so bad your brain blocked it out. I'm like, wow, I don't even remember I said that. And George Carlin like looks up from the afterlife. He's like, holy fuck, what's what is this? <laughs> you can't say that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so he he renumbs me, whole fucking scenario all over again. And I manages to get the, so he's about to put the second stitch and he's like I don't recommend watching I'm like that would have been nice to know the first time I was like I'm not gonna watch so he puts the stitches in there ties it off he's like okay how's that feel I'm like well it's still pretty painful right now but I mean it feels better he's like okay well it looks pretty good I'm gonna go ask the doctor if you need a third stitch so he goes and gets her she comes in and of course the first words out of her mouth is well I hear you had a dizzy spell and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah I did Kind of lost a lot of blood there. You didn't offer me a cooking <laughs> orange juice, so <laughs> what do you expect? So I mean, like, so yeah. So like, for, first thing is like this this look on her face, like, uh, oh, look at this little pussy, you know, passing out because of this. So my so, dumbest my life, bitch. <laughs> so wait, wait, can, 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 I, can I guess what happens next? Can I guess what happens next? Sure. She looks at it and she says, "Yeah, I think it'd probably be best to have a third stitch." But yep. by this time, the numbing agent. <laughs> <numbing's> <laughs> Yes. Oh so, my goodness! This is, I'm sorry. This is beautiful. Right. So, so, so she smiles, like puts her hand on my arm. She's like, "You're doing great." Lot, lots of people get dizzy when they're getting stitches, and she walks out. I was like, "Well, now that's the point where I knew I couldn't ask her out." Where it's like, "This, you're doing very good, Joey." So, so he looks at me. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna have to numb you again." I was like, "Okay, well, listen. When you when you're numbing me, you're stabbing a needle into my skin, and it really hurts, right?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, okay, but when you're stitching me, you're stabbing a needle into my skin and it really hurts, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, so why don't we just eliminate the middleman and just put the stitch in right away? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, do you want me to try that? I was like, yes, because this hurts. And it hurts when you numb me, so you might as well just do it and I'll take the pain the first time. So he did, and it hurt and it sucked. 
But it was so much easier than, than spending 20 minutes trying to fucking numb me again. So he doesn't. He was like, how was that? I was like, it hurt and it sucked. Put the stitches in! <laughs> so Wow, man, you went full-on roadhouse. It was really annoying, really bad. But yeah, they, they got it all in. So... I'm sorry, I just, I just gotta take a moment. <laughs> Bravo, man. <laughs> so, that was that was my whole night there. And of course, they said since I almost passed out, they would get me some orange juice, and then they didn't. And they were like, okay, you can go home now. I was like, you know what, I just want to fucking go home. <laughs> you know, at that point, it was, you know, like 4.30 in the morning or something. No, it was 4.15 in the morning. So, I get out, and at that point, D is, you know... He's still waiting in the waiting room patiently. Don't think he ever moved from his chair as far as I could tell. He was like, okay, well, I'll need you to navigate me home again. I was like, you know what? We're going to go my way. So just take the turns I tell you to take because I can save us about 20 minutes. So so he he brought me home and I, I was bandaged up and stitched up for a full week. But I'm, I'm back and I'm better than ever. So. Wow. So that was that's that was my week a couple weeks ago. Wow, dude. I'm so glad you're better. Uh, me too. Me too. And like especially with it like hitting, you know, the drawing hand, that kind of shit always freaks me out a lot. Yeah, I um I went to the dentist once and he was uh he had to drill a tooth. And so he's he numbs me up mm-hmm. and he's drilling a tooth. And he's and he hits a part that's not numb. Oh god, I hate when that happens. And I was like, ah, he's like, and he's like, you feel that? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, just hold on, I'm almost done. God, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my god, motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah. So so he drove for like another like I don't know thirty seconds to a minute, and then I was like, wow. God, no. Uh, that was some pain. Yeah, yeah, the teeth thing always messes me up real bad. That's one of the things about Marathon Man that makes that, like, such a painful movie to watch is... Is there know, a tooth scene in Marathon Man? Oh, you don't know? Nah, I've, I've only seen, like, that part that we watched uh, last time I was here. So, it's, um... Wait, Marathon Man, not Running Man. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Marathon Man at all. Okay. Oh, that's the one where uh, Falcon... Told capitalism the soundtrack, right? Huh? Was that it? What? Um, at the beginning of Winter Soldier, Falcon tells Cap to listen to a soundtrack. Was it Marathon Man? That was at the end of that. And no, that's uh, that's a different movie. That uh, the, movie? the sound the soundtrack he mentions is the one that I think that's um, is it all uh, Trouble Man? It's a uh, Marvin Gaye. Trouble Man. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I actually bought that from my mom on vinyl. Ah, cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, so no, so um, Marathon, Marathon Man is about uh, a guy whose brother is in, so Dustin Hoffman has a brother who's in like the CIA or something, hmm. he doesn't really know him. He shows up one day at his apartment and it's out of the blue and Dustin Hoffman's character is training to for a marathon and he shows up and then he's kind of gone just as quickly and I'm trying to think if he, I, I, he gets killed, but I don't think he's killed in the apartment. It's been a while since I've seen it. Anyway, there, um... These guys show up looking for his brother, and it turns out that his brother had stolen some diamonds from this guy who was a Nazi war criminal. Oh, damn. Well, he I, I, he stole them, but he was working for the CIA. I forget exactly what the whole connection was, but they think he knows where it is. But he his brother had hidden them in his apartment. 
and he had no idea. So they kidnap him and they have him in this uh, in this room and there's a dentist chair and the war criminal has him strapped down to the chair and his mouth is pried open and he just starts drilling his teeth oh, no. without any kind of like anesthetic, nothing numbing. And all he ever says to him is, is it safe? And he has no idea what the guy's talking about. He just keeps going, is it safe? Is it safe? And he would just stop. He's like, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he just, and that's all he says to him, which God. is just, it's one thing to be tortured. But if you, if I don't know what you're torturing me about oh, yeah. and you think I know, but I can't tell you anything. It's like, yeah, that's the worst. I can't even lie. Yeah. And, that's and at awful. one point he even says, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's safe. It's safe. It's really safe. And he just goes, he goes back. He's like, is it safe? It's like, ah, oh. God. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the worst tooth thing I've seen in a movie was old boy. Ah. Prying the prying the tooth out with the hammer. Yeah, yeah, that God with the hammer. God, yeah, Ugh. just everything about that scene just like makes me clinch up just thinking about it. Him like desperately trying to like push the hammer out of his tongue with his uh, out of his mouth with his tongue, and like obviously that's not gonna work. Ugh, where are we at? We are at thirty-two minutes. All right, let's uh, let's break. Let's do it, and then it will come back and um and uh. A little bit, do a little bit more. Yeah, and we're back. So, um, so if you check this out here, right, where I put on the original kite. Yeah. So if you look here, this here's the the scene from the ex girlfriend video, no doubt video, where she goes, she sits down, talking to the guy on the bench, back to back, and he gives her the assignment. Yeah. So that's the scene right here. Ah, huh, cool. Well, his huh, that guy he, looks like me. <laughs> I, I like how his eyes are like centered right in the middle of his head, like. <laughs> And uh, and then like one eye's looking one way, the other's looking the other way. Yeah, it's a great design. And then he's got that horrible scar. <laughs> oh um, man! So yeah, I, I don't have a lot of mishap stories with like doctors or anything, but that was that was a bad time. Bad so, time. I remember when I had uh, I had a a cyst in my leg. It was right there at the knee. Holy um, shit! I had something like that. But it's on, it was on the inside of of my. It was on the inside of my leg. Oh, yeah. So when I would run sometimes, it was just a small little thing, like the size of a pea. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would run, sometimes my foot would graze it. Oh, and it God. would hurt like hell. Yeah, yeah. So this See, mine, was, mine was like right here on the front, just above the knee. Well, you've seen my scar. Um, you probably just never paid much attention to it, but it used to be much worse. Over time, it's really faded. But it used to be much worse. Oh, yeah. And it used to look like a scorpion. Huh. Um, but... Um, the uh, my mom that was in junior high, so she takes me to the doctor to you know get the to get it cut out, and um, and so they you know that it's just a just a quick inpatient thing, uh, I mean outpatient thing. So it just that's it, and um, and I it, it they sold me up. So when they're stitching me up, though, they um, when they're stitching me up, they. Like inject the well, you know it's still numb from when they when they cut it out, but when they're stitching it, the thread is along my my leg. I can feel it on my thigh, mm-hmm. and as you're pulling the needle through, you can feel it like sliding across my thigh yeah, until it gets yeah. to the part that's numb, and then you don't feel anything anymore. Oh, which is like creepy. the weirdest feeling. Like you can feel it, <laughs> and you can feel it going to like a part of your body. Because I mean, it's like like if you take your finger and you drag your finger down your arm, yep. and then you just and then you just just lift your finger up, yeah, before you get to like the wrist, and it's like, well, it I'm. Makes- a, 
I'm expecting it to continue going yeah. forward, but it just stops. It makes it feel like you have a spider web on you. I really don't like that feeling at all. And so that went through a couple times because they, they put quite a few stitches in there. Um, and it was like, wow, okay. That was kind of odd feeling. And uh, like a week later, I had to get the stitches taken out. And I'm never having stitches taken out before. I guess in my mind, because I heard people, people was like, oh, stitches really hurt. Like, no, they don't really hurt. And like going in really hurts, but, you know, getting them taken out, it's not that bad. Yeah. And then some people were like, oh, staples hurt less than scissors. And I'm like, uh, than stitches. I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> see how that's possible. Yeah, staples hurting less than stitches. I don't buy that. I've never had staples, though. But I guess in my mind, I didn't really think about what stitches were like you know you hear about stitches oh yeah so we're gonna stitch you up and in my mind i'm thinking i don't i really don't know what i was thinking because i know what stitches do but Mm -hmm. i guess i wasn't really thinking about like what they do and i know that you know uh you have things like dissolving stitches where you know for like uh uh, depending on what the what the surgery is, or if they're stitching up inside, mm-hmm. those stitches are going to stay, so they have to like dissolve over time. Yeah, yeah, I've had some like that. <sighs> but the um, the one thing is that they're sticking just like with your thumb, they're sticking a needle into your skin and then drawing a piece of thread, mm-hmm. surgical thread, through to hold to hold the flesh together while it heals. Yep. Well, when they're done, and this in this this skin has done its job, they cut the stitches and then they pull them out. Mm-hmm. So they stuck this needle of this thread through your body and now I'm just going to pull it right back out of your body. So, yep. and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Because I didn't really think about it. To, to, to have just no reason for me to think about it. I'm like, okay, now you're just yanking thread out of my body. Right. You know, worse than like plucking hairs because at least those are just coming out of like a follicle. You just stuck this in there. Right. And then you just think, you know, I'm going to cut them and I'm just going <laughs> to yank them out. And, and they're not thread, they're nylon. Right, yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, no, that hurt quite a bit. Um, Just, you just, you know, you just snip, snip, snip. Oh, that part's fine. Then you yank, yank, yank. Oh, <laughs> uh, so here's the worst part about it, which really wasn't that bad. I actually kind of found that a little intriguing. Yeah. Was for several years later, I would find like pieces of stitch huh. that would come up. So like I said, it looked like a scorpion. Um, it used to look like a scorpion. Yeah. So where all the stitch holes were on both sides of the, of the, uh, of the incision. Right. There would be these little holes there from where the needle had gone in and out. <clears throat> so that kind of looked almost like the, uh, like the legs of the scorpion. Yeah. And then the, the scar itself is the body. And then at the final end would have been like the tail. Hmm. <clears throat> so there were these, still these little indentations in my skin there. From the stitches. And every once in a while, I may be like putting lotion on and just kind of rub my leg. And I would feel something there. Just something not sharp, but something hard. Yeah. And then I would go into the bathroom, kind of get up on the uh, on the counter. And and I would just kind of like rub my finger across. And I'd get a pair of tweezers. And I'd just gently just slide like the uh, the top edge of, the, of it across it. And you could feel it like hit something. Yeah. And I was like, there's a stitch. Sometimes I'd have to wait until the stitch came up a little bit more, until you know, because your body's just pushing it out like a like a a splinter. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I have to wait, and that's the hardest part is that I know there's something there, and every once in a while, like even like my jeans or whatever may rub against it. Yeah. But it's still too short for me to get, so I just gotta wait days and yeah. days and days with Tom Petty playing in my head, you know, <laughs> and until I could get up enough to, and of course you're checking it every day, waiting to say, okay, is, is it up enough for me to get it really good? No, no, not not yet. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, 
And then I would I just like finding it and like there you go and then grab it and just yank. And I think I ended up pulling out maybe four stitches wow. like over a course of like four or five years. You would think they'd be better at it than that. Well, I guess <laughs> so they, they cut up the middle. Yeah. And they may like, I don't know exactly how the stitch goes in, but they basically, I said, um, like some of the short ends yeah. when they cut, um, that part gets left behind. Right. Yeah. Except I guess, you know, like I said, however it's knotted. So when you cut it, like that part is cutting out. So. Yeah, now that's kind of weird, but at the same time, it was also kind of interesting. Just kind of like find your own stitches and pull them out. But like, yeah. oh. I just removed my own stitches when the time came because it was like you know, especially with all this Corona shit going on, like I didn't want to go back to the ER if it wasn't necessary. And uh, I checked with another medical facility, and they're like, "Well, because of all this stuff that's going on, we're not taking new patients." It's like, "Oh, great!" So I looked, and it's like, "Well, you know, they're not, you know, it's it's right there on the surface, and there's only three stitches. It's kind of hard to fuck up." So, and the the knot was loose enough on them, I could just untie them with oh. like a safety pin, and then just like pull them straight out. I thought you were gonna say you use your new knife, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh shit, not again!" <laughs> this is a bad idea. Uh, so uh, one day, this guy. This is when I was in middle school as well. Um, I didn't have a I didn't have a TV in my bedroom at the time, uh, and I don't remember why I didn't have a TV in my bedroom. Um, but uh, I was sitting here in the we had a TV in the kitchen, uh, which may seem kind of weird to people, but I used to have a TV in the kitchen because some uh, we had it was a small like little thirteen inch TV in the kitchen. Yeah, because you might be in there and. Uh, we didn't have one in the living room, which is like the where the house was set up. You walk in, it was like the living room and then the dining room and uh, and the kitchen were kind of all right there. Yeah. So without a TV being in the living room, if, if you were cooking something, it was just kind of boring. If you're like, okay, I got to wait for the water to boil. I got to wait for this thing to sear or whatever. So we had a TV in the in the, in the kitchen. It was like right there in the, the corner of the, of the cabinet space. Um, it was a fairly nice sized kitchen, uh, bigger than mine, hmm. but it had better cabinets too. And, uh, actually had a, an actual like closed door pantry. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, even had, it had, um, like a, like a, uh, twin ovens, um, so which was cool. Hmm. Uh, I used to come home every day and like make myself like grilled cheese from, uh, from school. I just come home and I had like a, like a little aluminum pie pan, pan. Yeah. And I just get some bread out of the, uh, of the fridge and I put some butter on it. Take some cheese, like slice some cheese, like from a block of cheese. Yeah. Lay it um, on the buttered uh, buttered bread and put it in a pie pan, put it in the oven at like 250, 300. Nice. And it would just, you know, take, you know, just like a minute or so. And it would toast it and melt that cheese. <laughs> Damn. Grilled cheese. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, it's, it's not really grilled either because it's not, it's like crispy kind of on the edges, but then the butter would make the bread really soft. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man, delicious! I make like four of those every day. <laughs> Scrum diddlyumptious. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so I'm sitting there in the in the kitchen and I'm watching some some show on TV. I can't remember what it was now. And while I'm sitting here in between um in between the show the commercials and there was a uh we had the butcher block there and there's a knife. So I'm I'm just kind of sitting. I'm just kind of messing around with the knife and I'm playing with the knife and uh, and I'm just, I'm just kind of feeling the edge of the of the knife like the blade. But instead of like rubbing my finger like across it, um, like uh, uh, like vertically or horizontally, I'm rubbing across it vertically. Yeah. Um, and so I'm feeling the edge of the knife, and I'm like, man, the, the blade of this knife feels weird, right? And I was like, it didn't feel like a like like a blade would feel. It felt weird. Yeah. And I looked down, 
And it's in my finger. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's why it feels weird. I was like, whoops. <laughs> I was like, no, you're supposed to like flick the edge of the knife. Now actually rub your finger up and down it. That's when you see those moves when the guy like takes a knife and he's like licks like that. He's like, hey. yeah. like, yeah, you just slice the shit out of your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> stuff always bothers me. Yeah, enjoy drinking lemon juice for the next week. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it uh, it was just kind of like say one of those things. I was like, "Whoops, uh, probably shouldn't have done that." I actually, um, I think I told you this. Maybe maybe I said this on like the uh, on the game bar once about the time I was uh, asked you if you'd ever um, lit a straw. I think I think we have talked about that, but it's been a long time. Um, and I something stupid thing. So anybody listening, any kids listening, or actually any adults, um, don't don't. Try this in your home. You can try it at home. Don't try it in your home. You go outside. Uh, so my friend was like, oh, have you ever like set a straw on fire before? He's like, it's really cool. I was like, no, I've never done that. So he had a straw and we had a lighter in my, in my bedroom. And so you just take a plastic straw and you just light the end of it. And because it's a straw, so it's you know hollow in the middle and there's that airflow and yeah. it's plastic and it starts to melt, it'll start to drip these flaming like plastic like what almost wax balls it just like as it's like as it's like burning and it just and i was like oh shit so there's a spot in my in my bedroom where there are these hard plastic like globs in the carpet of my other old house from like a while back it's like whoops oh that's fantastic um when i first met uh camelot he found an old microwave by a dumpster. So he invited me and uh, another friend over to his house. He's like, we're going to do experiments with this microwave because I oh, can't ruin geez. mine. <laughs> that is, that's already starting out really bad. <laughs> we're going to do experiments with a microwave. You know, it has radiation in it. Right. Well, it cut short pretty quickly because he was like, have you guys ever microwaved a CD? And I was like, no. Like, I was like, no. And he was like, all right, well, let's try this out. So he puts the CD in there, starts microwaving it, and it's, like, doing all these sparks and stuff. It's really cool looking, and we're like, this is so fucking awesome! And then it stops, and the smell kind of starts permeating the room, and we're like, we need to go outside for at least an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So we all went outside and just waited until the house was aired back out. And then we, like, went back inside and just promptly took the microwave out. And it's like, yeah, we're not going to keep doing that. (laughs) So, um... It's it's funny. You can actually microwave metal. You can you can put metal in the microwave. <laughs> you can't. And I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. So anybody people are like, oh, it's Turk telling one of his lies again. <laughs> no, you can. Uh, and I, it was on MythBusters and something else. You can put metal in the microwave. It's just that the metal has to be absolutely flat because what happens is the um, like the the electromagnetic radiation. I don't know how fuck microwaves work. I look like a scientist. Um, anyway, they the uh, the electricity will arc. But as long as it's flat, there's nothing for it to arc across. Yeah. But if it's raised up in any way, that's when it will start to arc. Huh. So some things if you put in here may be like metal, like a sheet of metal, but then it will, as it heats up, it will start to bend. Yeah. And then when it bends, it'll create points for the electricity to arc across. Oh, huh. wow. But as long as it's flat, you can but, of course, they can't tell people that because people are like, it was flat. And like, no, it wasn't. See those lumps there? Those are not flat. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can't really tell people that it's okay. But, yes, it is. 
Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever tried to uh, to microwave metal before. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but... <laughs> hey guys, this is the Microwave Metal Challenge. Be <laughs> sure to smash that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Oh man, that... You know, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that at all. Because <laughs> I was about to say, oh, that would be a great internet challenge, the, the, the <laughs> Microwave Metal Challenge. But the thing is, it's just like we were talking about the movie The Program. Like, somebody would end up doing that, um, and... Hey, Get, listeners, hit up Jake and Logan Paul and tell them to do the microwave metal challenge. <laughs> Just like 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 microwaving something when the uh, when the glass is cracked on the front door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I talked to you about this, but I'm actually going to pull it up real quick um, just so I can uh, so I can kind of go into a little bit more detail. Sure. Because I just want you to know just how stupid this was. Um so, yeah, you keep the show going while I'm like, right. preparing things that I should have already prepared in advance um, that I didn't think I was going to need. Let's see. What else? It's, like, completely unrelated to um, all the stuff we've talked about with this episode. What time are we at? We're still good. Um, but did you hear the whole, like, fiasco with Billie Eilish? I I don't really know who Billie Eilish is. Um, I when I first saw it, I knew my, I. I I thought it said Billy English. <laughs> yeah, nah. Oh, the the, the that, Grammy thing. It's well, no, no, it's not a. Or is it? I, I don't know. Where like Billy Eilish won a Grammy for like best rock album or something, and people give her shit. <laughs> no, no. Um, the only the only thing I know as far as people giving her shit over was that uh, she didn't know who Led Zeppelin were or something like that. And it's like I, I'm not gonna give her shit about that because she's you know a teenager. But at the same time, it's like you're also a professional musician, so you should know music. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, yep, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm good with it. <laughs> so it's like you know, I'm, I would say people don't need to give her shit over it, but she does kind of need to learn who they are. <laughs> I'd say that's fair. Um, but anyway, no this this whole thing is that ever since she got started in the music thing, she's always worn like these big like baggy clothes and oversized sweaters and mm-hmm. all that because she doesn't like people commenting on her on her appearance and all that, right? Right. Which is, you know, reasonable, especially since, you know, up until very recently she was a minor. I mean, I, I get not being super comfortable with people saying, like, crass shit about her. I mean, that's that's fair. And so, you know, I never really thought about it beyond that. It was just like, you know, she was the chick who wore, you know, baggy sweaters, and that's why. But then on National Women's Day, which I think is March 10th, I don't know. I always thought of March 10th as Mario Day, but... Yeah, March 10th is Mario Day. yeah. But uh, it was around that time period. This is when I heard the news that around that time period, there was National Women's Day. So she's got a concert going on that day. And she's like, she says she's going to make a statement for women empowerment and then strips down to her bra. And of course, the first thing that happens is that the Internet lights up with a bunch of horny ass dudes talking about how hot they think she is. It's like, well, that's kind of why you've been wearing baggy clothes all this time. That, to me, is a really bad way of trying to make a statement, I guess. Right. I mean, may, I mean, maybe I'm just a chauvinist or whatever. It's like, that's, that's not, you know, making a statement. All that's doing is inviting the people that you've been trying to avoid for all this time. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it just, I, I thought it was like kind of, kind of a goofy way to do it. 
So it's like, you know, if I, if I don't want people staring at my junk, I'm not going to get up on stage and be like, hey, how's this for men's rights? And then like flop my big old dong out for everyone to look at. It's like that, that defeats the purpose. That's not. No, I, I agree. It's not accomplishing jack shit. All that's doing is the exact thing you don't want people to do. Yeah. Isn't that what you said? You didn't want to be objectified. Right. And, and, and you know, I try to stay away from this kind of stuff, you know, on, on mic, but in, and, and I know, I don't mean to say, well, you can't, you, you're not allowed to, you know, to, you know, be happy with your body and, and flaunt your body or whatever without someone, you know, objectifying you. But that's kind of what happens when you do that, though. Right. I just, so I'm just saying it's like the good with the bad. Yes, you can be happy with it. And I mean, so take, for example, where you've got topless beaches over in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, People take pictures. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying people take pictures and like, look at these topless. I mean, yes, that's what this is. And a lot of people they in Europe, there's like, yeah, this is what we do. Guys wear banana hammocks and women go topless at the beach. It's not a big deal. But right. then you have people that are going to take pictures. So that being the case, you have to be prepared that if I'm going to go topless, someone's going to take a picture of me right. and, and that's going to be that. And they're going to objectify me, whether it's right for them to do that, you know, or, you know, whether that makes them something or, or something else. But the thing is, they're going to do it and you just have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to be happy with it, but you have to accept it if you're going to do something like that in public. Right, That's right. one thing if I'm walking around the house naked and then pictures of me walking around the house naked or being put on the internet, but like, wait a minute now, <laughs> how'd that happen? It, it, that's completely different. But if you go down to Target butt-ass naked, then, I mean, yeah, there's just going to be pictures. Right. <laughs> it's not my fault. They put a Target in themselves. They should have expected that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, right. But I'm saying, so if you're saying I don't want to be objectified, you, it's like, well, nobody wants to be objectified. Right. And I know that means that, should mean that I can't go out and be happy with my body or any of that kind of stuff. But, I just, you do have to, you just have to accept, accept that some people are going to do that. And yeah. you just have to say, hey, please don't, you know. I, just, I, I think that you can be proud of your body. And I think that, you know, you can make the statement that, you know, women have a right to do certain things without being harassed without doing it in that way, you know. But at the same time, though, uh, so uh, I was watching this thing on uh, maybe it was Watch Mojo, and Chris Hemsworth was, it was a thing where like things like, uh, Scenes in Marvel movies that actors didn't want to do, and Chris Chris Hemsworth had a problem with taking off his shirt in like the uh, the second Thor movie. He's like, really? Do I really have to have a shirtless scene in this movie? <laughs> and then when they did Ragnarok, same thing happened where like he was told that he had to do a shirtless scene, and he's like, really? Like all of a sudden it was like, kind of take off your shirt, um, and uh, and he's like, come on, are we are we past this? Right, do I really need, need to do this? Right. It's like, well, yeah, the kind of women want, want to see that. That's kind of objectifying Chris Hemsworth, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and but at the same time, like I said, you just kind of have to. In some places, you have to accept it. You don't have to be happy with it. You don't have to say it's right. You don't, you know, you don't have to dignify it in any way. But you do have to accept that it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And the only thing you can do is just try to to you know teach people. Um, and just be like, hey, this isn't cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely something to work on. But at the same time, it's like, you know, with Chris Hemsworth, it's like he's kind of got to realize that he got the role of Thor because he's this, like, jacked, handsome muscle man. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how you got the job in the first place. And, you know, no, that's not to justify, you know, it's not to justify it happening. It's just that is what's happening. I don't know. I, just, I, I think she would have been better suited to keep herself, like, 
clothed. And I think that makes as much as a statement of saying I'm not going to give people what they want. Because that's what all the horny people on the internet want, is to see her showing skin. So, so um, so I was talking about this um, earlier um, when, uh, when Walcrawl was here. So this movie called The Program, um, which came out back in 1993, <laughs> uh, even has your girl Joy Lauren Adams in it, too. Oh. I, didn't really, I didn't recall her being in it. But anyway, so where I told you there was like a little bit of controversy about it. So I'm just going to read this from Wikipedia, because I remember when it happened, but I want to actually read a somewhat real article on it. Um, the film originally included a scene in which Kane, one of the football players, lies down in the middle of a road on a lane divider, cars barely missing him as they move at highway speeds. Reading aloud from a Sports Illustrated college football preview issue with him on the cover, he comically remarks, they're talking about how good I am under pressure. Several team members who are at first trying to stop Kane decide that it's a test of their bravery and team unity and join him. Influenced by this, at two separate incidents, teenagers imitated the scene, resulting in one death and two injuries. This resulted in the scene being removed from the film after its release. A brief clip of the scene in question showing team members lying in the street had already been aired repeatedly in the television commercials for the film and therefore (laughs) captured on VCRs. Later versions of the trailer had the clip removed. Now, anybody that knows, whenever you, well, I think you'd have you'd have to be smart enough to know this. <laughs> and very rarely do you have some that aren't. Um, and I, I always kind of go into this thing without explaining what I'm talking about. Uh, whenever there's a, a scene in a movie uh, or TV series that involves any kind of car, whether someone's dashing across the street and dodging cars, or where there's a car chase or anything like that, sometimes those cars that are going back and forth across the street are CGI. You know, sometimes it's like a blue screen, but most of the time what you see, and it doesn't really matter how how simple the scene is, every car on the road that's moving is driven by a stuntman. Those yeah. are all stunt cars and stunt drivers. Yeah. Even, even if it's just like a car, like a car chase, and they're weaving in and out of cars and know the cars are being hit, mm-hmm. every car on the road is being driven by a stuntman. There are some exceptions, like I think the uh, the car chase in the movie The French Connection, that was not. They filmed that in New York City without permission with no stunt drivers, just wow. the car and like in the cameraman. And so when wow. you see them like like running red lights and turning corners and almost hitting things, that's all supposed to be real. That's crazy. The car that almost hits Dustin Hoffman in the film in the making of uh, Midnight Cowboy when he's like, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> Supposedly that was improvised. So they were filming and the cab almost hit him. Wow. And he just improvised that. <laughs> um, so for, for, for you to do this, one thing is pretty fucking stupid. But again, all those cars on the road, those are all driven by stuntmen and they film it a certain way to make it seem like those cars are going much faster than they are. Right. You know, so it's just, I'm like, why would you be so fucking stupid? And I mean, I'm sorry that somebody died, but, but if, if, if I, so let's say I'm watching like Hobbs and Shaw and the rock jumps out the window on top of another (laughs) guy and they fall 10 stories. He lands on top of that guy and gets up. That doesn't mean you should to grab a, somebody and jump out the window with them and be like, look at me, I'm Hobbs and Shaw. Right? No, <laughs> you're going to fucking die. Right? Because that's a movie and this is real life. I'm sorry that you're that stupid. Right? <laughs> but, and that your family has to suffer that tragedy. But come on. Don't do something that fucking dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I get the whole thing, oh, you know, somebody died, it's a tragedy, but then you hit this point where it's like, but this is, this hits the point where it's self-inflicted. It's like the people who, like, climb over the railing and get into the animal pins. Oh, I thought the beer was waving at me. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, in the, you know, the the family, they were all upset and, you know, like, you know, why would you include that scene in it? Like, why, why would your son do something that stupid? Right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like the whole Chappelle thing with him and um, with him and uh, R. Kelly when he's like R. Kelly's like, man, how are you gonna make a video about somebody peeing on somebody? He's like, how are you gonna make a video about somebody peeing on somebody? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't criticize me for the same thing you did. <laughs> All right, so I gotta look at this thing, that whole um, Billy English thing. Um, Billy English. No. So, Isla, Billy Eyelash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy <That's>... Eyelash. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attack her, but I just gotta look at her, and I know, you know, like, horny, you know, <laughs> like, uh, what, what I wanna call them, um, just, I don't know, degenerates on the internet. Yeah. You know, they wanna see, you know, anything naked, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this depressed, mopey-ass emo bitch, and I'm like, us! I'm like, no! I was, I was trying to be diplomatic with, with all this approach. I'm, so, I'm looking at, like, 20 different pictures of her, and I swear it's the same, same... It's the same picture, only they like... In one, she's facing right, the other one, she's facing left, and yeah. she's got different color hair. Yeah, she I'm always like, has the same facial expression. Fucking smile, you fucking millionaire bitch! I smile all the time, and I don't have, like, two fucking nickels to rub together. And when I do, they want to sue me for, like, sexual harassment. And, like, and you've got millions of dollars, and you're looking like... Oh, this life. Well, yo, fuck your life, ninja. I mean, shit. Oh, I mean, give me a the, fucking break. The only song of hers I know is that song, Bad Guy. And it's like all over TV and on a bunch of commercials and stuff. And I don't really care for that song. It really doesn't do anything for me. I'm like, really? I mean, every picture here, who's just looking like, oh, you taking my picture? Oh. I'm like, oh, God. Dude, she's Generation Z. There's no help in it. Generation, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the Zoomers for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Christ. man. And see, now you may just like rage in this girl. I didn't even freaking know her. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to provoke an attack here. I just... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Back the truck the fuck up. <laughs> Billy, I, Billy Eyelash Pirate Baird O'Connell. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you with your fucking made up bullshit name. Pirate Bear O'Connell. Read it. Billy Eilish Pirate Baird. Baird. B-A-I-R-D. I got a lift. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought you said Pirate Bear. And I'm like, what's this, her fucking persona? She's been gone since 2016. That's why she looks like that, because her fucking middle name's Pirate. <laughs> that's Pirate a pretty Baird. Ba- that's a pretty badass name. It's like how Robert Rodriguez's kids are named Rocket Racer and Rebel. That is cool, though. That's really cool, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, you think if, if Robert Rodriguez had a fourth kid, he wouldn't name him Pirate? Yeah, well, I mean, that's Robert Rodriguez, though. I mean, I expect that from him. <laughs> Okay, so here it is. Um, her accolades include um, five Grammy Awards, two American Music Awards, two Guinness World Records. 
Guinness World Records, it's a lot of fucking beer for an 18-year-old to be drinking. <laughs> One Brit Award. Um, there was something about her... Oh, and she's doing the she's doing the, the theme song to the next James Bond movie. Well, that's really? good. I'm actually happy about that. It means her career will be over. <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. Shit, no. <laughs> no, it's every other James Bond song kills the singer's career. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, well, okay. So the, yeah, Chris Cornell, um, doing, um, he did Casino Royale. And then you had Jack White and Alicia Keys, which I love that song. Um, and they did Quantum of Solace. Um, hold on. Uh, Another Way to Die was the name of the song. That's for the Quantum of Solace. So that movie actually sucked, but the song was good. Hmm. And then the next one you had was... Um, uh, oh, crap. It's the one that had... Um, what's that, that British singer chick's name that people like so much? Um, Adele. Oh, Adele yeah. did the song for that one. And what is that movie? I got it over there on my shelf, but I can't think of the name of it. Because it's named after like his land. I know you don't have seen James Bond. But... Um, I don't totally... Skyfall. Skyfall. Oh, yeah. um, and she did the song for Skyfall. And then that other British guy did the song for... Um, for... Uh, it's not Scorpio. What was that? The the group he's always fighting that had uh, that had Batista in it. And Batista looked kind of awesome, like in his suit with the vest and everything. Yeah. He, he was kind of badass looking. And then you had um, the Academy, two-time Academy Award winner... Um, Oh, uh, crap. I hate when I'm drawing blanks on names like this. Um, uh, sh- crap, I can see his face clearly in my head because I just watched uh, Django, uh, scenes from Django the other day. Hmm. Um, Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Um, he was in that and he played the uh, he played the, the bad guy in that. That was ahead of the... Um, God, bless America. I hate that I can't think of it right now. It's, it's a single word title. Begins with an S, um, Spectre. Um, and then that, that British guy did that song, and that song sucked. Oh, my God, that song was horrible. It was so damn boring and dry. Oh, man, I just listened to that song, and my mouth felt like Sahara. Like, it was that dry that it just, like, it, it was like listening to the song was just dehydrating my body. It was just, ugh. <laughs> and then you haven't really heard anything from him since then. So, yeah, so you got uh, Chris Cornell. Um and then you have Jack White and Alicia Keys. And then you've got Adele. Then you got that other guy. And now her. So yeah, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna miss the curve. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, I guess more power to her then, right? <laughs> um anyway. But yeah, there was something about her um when she won the, the Academy the uh, Grammys and they're like, What? Um and it's like, uh, okay. Because uh, people are all upset, it's like, how can she win those awards? I'm like, I don't really don't give a shit what she wins. <laughs> you know, I because I, I, I don't even know what's what what her songs are. I mean, thankfully, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to find out. And it's not because oh, you're so old now to touch me. I don't give a shit about her music. Right. It's, it's it's not something that it's not the style that I would listen to anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not like we're we're not the demographic for it. No, I mean, we don't listen to. We don't listen to, like, modern pop, and, you know, it's a teenage girl making music for teenage girls that's fine, and I, and I don't I don't begrudge her what success or recognition she's had. I just, I just thought it was a silly way to try to go about making a statement. Yeah. You know what? She looks like she's trying to, she's, like, she's trying to pull off a, um, uh, 
Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Audrey Plaza. A little bit, yeah. But I'm sorry, only Aubrey Plaza can pull off an Aubrey Plaza. That, yeah. that, that, that mean that's it. Yeah. Because at least her, at least her kind of like bitchy, uninterested look is more like inviting than just like, ah, oh, I look like a bitch, and <laughs> it's like, okay, that's yeah, I don't, I don't want to get near you. Aubrey's is more is more kind of seductive. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Even in Scott Pilgrim, where she's being a complete ass, <laughs> it's like total ass, tricky boy wannabe, total ass. Um, yeah, didn't she have the glasses in Scott Pilgrim? She did. Yeah, that was a good look. She got for that her. little pouty bottom lip too. That's sexy, <laughs> yo. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of went off on this chick. I don't even know, don't care about. Probably won't even think <laughs> twice about until we actually post this podcast. And have to listen to it. But, um, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, whatever, yo. But again, you 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 got millions of pun millions of fucking dollars. Just give me a goddamn smile for once. Like your life is that bad. I mean, I mean, really? You're what? You're what? She like eighteen years old, not even twenty one, and you're a millionaire. Don't, yeah, no, don't stop. Yeah, stop, I think stop. she just turned eighteen, which I also think was part of the whole thing with like, oh, now people have seen her in her bra. <laughs> well, okay, you know, if I really want to see somebody in a bra, go pull up a goddamn Sears catalog. Uh, I mean, because honestly, it's it's the same, right? I'm not there. Right. <laughs> I'm not there. You're not showing it to me live. Uh, <laughs> not even like bubble chips. So, yeah, I should give two dicks about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's so much about like about that kind of thing that I just don't understand. Uh, like the like people who have like fans only stuff and like private Instagram shows and private Snapchats and shit like that. So it's like I, I'm sorry, but I can get all the porn I could ever want to watch for free. I, I'm not going to pay for that kind of stuff. You know, we were talked about that um, a little bit about that earlier. Uh, we're talking about the streaming services and all that. Mm-hmm. But when you do have all these things like that, and then you've got like you, you mentioned, like OnlyFans for these people that do like streaming stuff and and all that. I can't, I can't afford all of that. I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And and when when you like I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't and I get that this content's not free, but it's not really about whether or not you're making a profit. It's about you want to make more profit. Right. And, right. and that's where it kills me. Now now when I'm thinking about something like a, like people that do like OnlyFans kind of stuff, yeah, I, I it, it is still about you making more money. It also though, from like the one podcast I was listening to, I started listening to it because I don't want to say it was getting boring, but it was kind of more of the same thing, and I really wasn't like I was intrigued at first, but then that kind of just quickly fell away to like meh. Um, but um, but part of that was also them having more control for um, for some of the adult stars having more control over like what they do and when they do it. And not having to rely so much on studios to be able to say, okay, we're going to put this together. We're going to pay you this much. I've got a strong enough fan base. I can reach out directly to them. And then I can determine, like, uh, if I want to, if I want to film a scene today, if I don't want to film a scene, you know, I do, I, I control everything, who, I, who I'm going to work with, what I'm going to do, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, being in, because especially when you're talking about something like that where it's your body. And even though I am kind of, in a sense, almost like a stuntman, even though I am putting my body out there for, and I'm, I'm saying that, yes, you can use my body to 
make this entertainment. Right. But if you take a look at a stuntman, you're doing the same thing, right? Stuntman saying, hey, I'm putting my body out there for you to, to make entertainment, you know. But if I had the, the chance to make my own entertainment and still use my body but use it in the way that I want to and have more control over it, yeah. would I want to do that? Well, of course I would. Who wouldn't? <laughs> So I so I, I put that in the same vein, and then you can reach directly out to the people who are your friend, your fans, and they be like, "Hey, my fans, hey, let's uh, tell me some of the stuff you want to see, or let's let's connect." I th- I think that's great. The thing I don't that I guess gives me pause in a sense is not that I was ever planning on like you know joining anybody's OnlyFans because again I don't get that kind of money, man, shit. But um, is I'm not getting anything out of it, right? Because I'm not really connecting with you in any way. In, other than I was before, you know, so there's no real connection there. Not in the sense that I think some people really want, which is not that they're like, oh, I want to bang you, but like, hey, I want you to know me. I want you to know who I am. I want us to mm-hmm. be friends or whatever. Like, no, it's um, that's never that's never really going to happen. There's always yeah. going to be this distance and this barrier between us, and it's it's almost like a it's almost like falling in love with with a call girl, which is <laughs> no, no, no. We our 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 relationship here is strictly business. Right, right. You know, we, because you are doing this, it does mean that I'm going to be a little more open and friendly with you and not, and basically not show you the strings of this is business. Right. But right. this is business. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's no time at all where I'm going to say, thank you so much for being such a, such a, a, a great, um, like fan. And I'm not going to charge you for this. No, that's, that's not going to happen. If you think it's going to happen, you're an idiot. Um, that's never going to happen. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Just remember, this is this is a business. It's always going to be a business, and you're not connecting with me in any way other than you have been, you know, before. Yeah, I think I think so often you've got a lot of people, and I mean, we've kind of talked about this with like some of the like porn conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have those guys who are just like basically drooling over their table and like. You can tell that they're just hoping and praying that this woman's gonna be like, "Oh, you're you're my biggest fan. Oh, well, we should go back to the hotel and bang." And it's like it's not gonna happen. And I think that's what a lot of people who subscribe to the OnlyFans kind of stuff are doing. Of like, "Oh, you're that guy who made such a big donation. Oh, well, do me." And it's like that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not, not gonna happen. They're not gonna do that. So you know, <laughs> I went to uh, I went to GalaxyCon. Um, Richmond, uh, and not you did a porn ago. star, <laughs> and you did a porn star. <laughs> um, I didn't see any there, or if they were, they were, you know, they did a good job of hiding from me. <laughs> they were in cosplay. Yeah, I was sniffing them out too. <laughs> so I got my own comic book. It's called Adventures of the Booby Watcher. So, um, so no, but I was there, and um, uh, was it Shannon Elizabeth was there? You know, I talked to you about that. I was like, dude, Shannon Elizabeth's going to be at the con. That's kind of awesome. Shannon yeah. Elizabeth's going to be there. And, um, but I, I saw her and she was with the, the other people from View Askew. I didn't take anything for her to, to, for her to sign. I didn't go, I walked by her and I didn't go over there and talk to her or meet her. Not even to say, hey, I'm a fan of your, not to nothing. But when I thought about it, I was like, okay, what do I know about her? She's freaking hot, right? Right. Um, how many movies have I seen her in? I think five. Um, James Holland, Bob Strike Back, right? Thirteen Ghosts, the remake of Night of the Demons, Ugh. um, <laughs> American Pie, 
and shit, that might be it. No. So maybe just four. And that's the thing. I'm not a big fan of her. I don't own 13 Ghosts. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was, you know, it was kind of neat. Um, I could probably watch it again, but it's that's because it's been so long since I've watched it. And I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't like the greatest thing ever. And I do love, uh, uh, oh crap, what's the guy's name? Uh, I always have a hard time remembering his name. It's not Jamie Kennedy. It's um, the other guy. He did the voice of, well, he played Shaggy in Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, and that he guy. he did the voice of him, too. Uh, Shit, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's got some range. I like him, though. And he was in, like, Hackers and shit. I mean, so I always liked him. I think he's kind of cool. Um, and I like Tony Shalhoub. Um, again, I used to watch Wings back in the day, so of course I'm gonna like Tony Shalhoub. Right. Um, but yeah, overall it was just okay. It was it was, it was just a like it was a nice like you know like here like there it is and now it's gone kind of movie. Jane mm-hmm. and Bob Strike Back. Yeah, that's kind of cool and she's funny in it and all that stuff. But other than that, I mean, I, I got nothing to say. Like I'm a fan. Yeah. I'd only be going over there because like, dude, you're kind of hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, even even now older you're kind of hot uh, no that's that, that that you don't do that you don't right, just go over right. there. I mean if she was a porn star it'd be different obviously she's making her money off of being kind of hot and kind of naked <laughs> right um, kind of naked right um, but but yeah I was like I got nothing really to go over there and talk to her about or even I can't say I'm a fan I don't want to be like yeah I just want to meet you because because what did <laughs> you like my work how many movies have you seen of mine get the fuck out of here no right. I mean just I had, I had nothing there I was like yeah I yeah yeah, and I mean that was that was my reasoning for not going to meet uh, Christy Carlson Romano was because it's like, well, you know, what do I have to say? But you used to watch her in that. You, I, I told you to say you should say, hey, congratulations on surviving Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I realize now in retrospect that you know his pairing with you was the only thing that kept him sane because as soon as you guys were no longer together, I don't know what you did, but he just went off the rails. That's the thing. I don't want my first conversation with Christy Carlson Romano to be about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Oh, man, well, I'm just saying, you just, yeah, yeah, that's the conversation opener, man. That's the opener. Yeah, he's he's definitely a conversation opener. Yeah. And, yeah, and Christy Cross Romano was definitely cute. Oh, she's a real cutie, yeah. yeah. But, but and I get it. Like, what, 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 what am I kind of having that? But then that goes into the whole, my whole, like, celebrity thing, man. Just, like, why it's, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm over it, but why it's, <laughs> Like the the appeal to me and the interest is is kind of gone away because it depends on the celebrity for me. So and and but yeah, I get what you're saying. Because I'm like, okay, what what am I expecting out of this? What am I getting out of this? What 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 what's going to happen here? Yes, I meet you. Yes, you sign something, right? So if if that's all I want, is just in the sign something of mine. Okay, fine. I'm all about it. I'll go and I'll get something signed. But then again, I'm going to treat that like a business. Right. I'm going to go there. I'm going to give you my however X many you know, amount of dollars that you want. I'm going to ask you to sign this. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to walk away. Right. right. I'm not going to try to engage in any kind of conversation because unfortunately, most of the time that leads nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the, the times that I have had some really good interactions with them. Right. And, and I'm happy with that. I, like, that's the thing. I'm happy with the, um, with the, the conversations I have. I'm cheating, by the way. Matthew Lillard. Uh-huh. Um, um, I'm, I'm happy with the conversations I've had with some of them. And I'm glad with that they are just what they are. They were a conversation about this thing and then we're done. Yeah. 
And then I've got like something cool to say, oh yeah, I had a conversation with this person about that. But it's not because like, ooh, look at me, I met this person. It was like, hey, this is something like really cool that I like. And I met this person that you know, had something to do with it. And they were really cool. We had a nice little conversation about that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. But that's the thing. It's like, that's that's what you're going into is like, yes, you'll have a nice conversation with them. But, you know, you're not going into this thinking, I'm going to make friends with them. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, me and Elijah Wood, we're good buddies. Just like, just like I was telling you, like, you know, when I got to see Christopher Priest again, I talked to him and, you know, and I sat down with him just kind of back and forth and we kind of chit-chatted. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're friends, you know. I gave him a card and stuff like that. Asked him about, you know, if you wanted to be on uh, in the gutters, and uh, but I don't think we're friends, right? Uh, we had a good conversation. We've met and talked twice, and it was cool. And he's a really cool guy to talk to. Yeah. I enjoy my conversations with him, and but but yeah, I mean, there's no part about that. I walked away and be like, he's my best friend, like. People let me tell you about my best friend. And like, no, I, I know exactly what that relationship was. Right. And and that's all it is to it. So. Yeah, I mean, even even somebody like Schweitzer, I would only go so far as to say that we're acquaintances, you know? Right. It's like exactly. He, he knows me. I know him. But it's like, we've never done anything socially. We've just talked at cons. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we've done it like, you know, six or seven times. We know each other, but that's it. But, but it still takes him the moment when you see him for him to kind of recognize you. Exactly. Because yeah. he's not someone you interact with on a regular basis. Yeah. And it's like when you see him like like once a year, you right, know? Right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's maybe, the thing. Maybe not even that this year since we're not doing Heroes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when I can't even get that, that's what really kind of does it for me. When I can't even get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of over this whole thing. I really am. I mean, my, my whole thing is I don't want to be the one to have to force conversation. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm, you know, I'm essentially in buying a signature from you or whatever. I'm paying you for your time. So at the very least, you know, have have some kind of amusing anecdote here to, you know, to give us something to connect on. Remember when we watched Hurricane Heist? And they kept selling those movie with Christian Slater and um, and Morgan Freeman and yeah. um, uh, what's my little Heidi's name that I love so much? Randy uh, Quaid. Uh, no, Minnie Driver. <laughs> oh yeah, Minnie Driver. Um, that's it was Hard Rain. Oh, Originally cool. called Flood, Hard Rain. Nice. We uh, should uh, watch that and see how it compares to Hurricane Heist. Well, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against that. But that's the thing that kind of pisses me off too. And I was talking to a Crow fan about this, which is you are an actor. Mm-hmm. Here it is. You're here at this place interacting with people and they're paying you anywhere from like 30 to $80 for a signature mm-hmm. for you to just put your Herbie Hancock on something. That's it. And then maybe have a 30 second conversation with them. Act like you want to fucking be there. Yeah. You're an actor. Yeah. That's your <laughs> fucking job. If you can't give me 30 seconds of really good acting, like, hey, I'm so pleased to meet you. Thank you very much for giving me 60 fucking dollars for my Herbie Hancock here. Right. Right. And then, like, one thing, you're not a good actor, and I'm not going to pay you fucking shit. Right. And that, that, that's what kills me. It's like, this is your job. It's not like if you were. Like, like, yeah, no, if you were like a ballerina and like everybody that came up there, you had to do like a goddamn pirouette, right? No, it's just, you're an actor. Act like you're excited to be there. Act like you want to, like, you know, like you're happy to meet me. Act like you're fucking happy to get my 60 goddamn dollars right. for signing your name. Cause all the times you, you don't charge people at the grocery store $60 when you sign for your goddamn credit card receipt, right? right? So no, just, God, just 
act. Just a, a <laughs> oh god, that just makes me so goddamn angry. <laughs> and I hate that. It's like give me your sixty dollars and then run away. Regardless of what I do with that item that I got signed, where I throw it on eBay, wherever I wipe my ass with it, where I wait for you in the parking lot and throw it back at you and be like, you know, fuck you, John Malkovich, and whatever <laughs> I do with it, right? Why John Malkovich? Well, because like of the being him. that John Malkovich thing when the guy drives, they go by and he throws the can at him. And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I'm just saying, whatever it is, and people are like, well, you're, you know, you're going to sell that, you know, online. Okay. Well, guess what? You can do the same thing. Yeah. You know, you could do the same goddamn thing. So don't try to make it seem like, you know, like, oh, you're making money off me. Asshole, you're making money off me. You know, (laughs) this, this is a very symbiotic relationship here. Where do you think your fucking mansion came from? Right. Maybe the fact that I watched your movie three times while I was in theaters, possibly. Right. So again, and then not to be like, I love it so much that I recommend it to people or whatever. So again, when I come to meet you and I don't have to give you anything, if I do decide to give you some money, please, for that 30, 60 seconds while I'm there, just act like you actually thankful that I came there to get your signature. Mm-hmm. So now I have people that have signed shit that if it wasn't for that particular item has meaning to me. I'd rather throw it in fucking garbage yeah. than have their signature on it. And if there was a way I could remove the signature without damaging the item, I would. And yeah. I, just, I just call I just call it a loss. Yeah, we've had some bad interactions with uh, with a few people. And I'm just like, really, do just just pretend. Just give me just give me that courtesy. And you're like, well, no one's paying me to. Yeah, yeah, they are. I just gave you sixty fucking dollars. Pretend like I have some kind of worth in your you know in the right. world, not even in your life, in the world, <laughs> right? Because if I wasn't here, guess what? You can fucking Thanos snap that sixty bucks in your hand. <laughs> oh God! I, like they said, so I, that's why I'm like I'm kind of over it because Stone Cold Steve Austin starting a movie. Yeah, well, I've starred. You're being kind of generous there. He was in a movie. They were filming, and that's as much as I'll go. He he executed the acting craft within cinema. Yes. He's a star? I, I forgot. No. I forgot all about him. <laughs> Judging by the reviews in that movie, movie everybody did. But anyway, um, I, I just say I said, so that, that whole thing is, that's, oh man, that's a cross. Like somebody stuck a jumping jack up my ass. It's just <laughs> like, oh, like no matter how I move, it just hurts. Yep. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm ranting and just being a complete asshole again. <laughs> Yeah, we, we went a bit off topic and went a little bit over, but that's all good. This oh, was, this God, was man, fun. Man, we never do that, though, so please, people, please forgive us. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Or, you know, just listen to a different podcast. There you go again. <laughs> people don't don't listen to a different podcast. I mean, you can listen to a different podcast, just don't stop listening to us. Oh, yeah, we're, we're podcast fascists here. You can only listen to our mom's saying we're funny. Well, I mean, that's preferable. <laughs> I want people to have a variety of entertainment. No, because if they listen to other podcasts, they'll find out how much we suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's like doctors don't want you to get a second opinion because they'll be like, what? No, you need to have your arm removed. It's a, it's a hangnail. Who told you that? That guy's a fucking quack. Like, Next thing you know, you don't go to him anymore. Well, <laughs> so no, no. Cut that arm off and keep listening to us. <laughs> Uh, we love you guys. If you ever come get a, a $60 signature from us, we will definitely act like we like you. Dude, I sign shit for free. All I have to do is just, you know, <laughs> buy, 
just buy something from me that's si- that's worth signing. I mean, because honestly, I, I can't imagine you bring something to me to sign that you didn't buy from me. <laughs> Which I mean, I'd probably still sign it too, unless it was like I don't know, like a subpoena or something, <laughs> <laughs> like a power of attorney. Hey, would you mind signing this? If you're like, now I own you. <laughs> you just took a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, fucker. <laughs> I'm not worth anything. Um, I'll, I'll sign stuff you buy from me, or um, I would also. sign sign um king kong merchandise if you bring me any king kong merchandise i'll sign that for you and i'm just gonna say no one's asked me to do it yet but i certainly would i'll sign your boob (laughs) i would definitely well depending on the boob alex jones boob i would i would sign alex jones boobs you'd have to shave a spot for me to sign but yeah (laughs) yeah i would i would sign alex jones boobs yeah Uh, i i won't sign alex jones boob but i I will sign your boob if you want me to sign your boob Dude, I, I would consider that an honor. I mean, no one's ever asked me to do that before. As long as we keep it above the waist, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if, I, if it's my place to be your first, but you may, maybe get a little experience under your belt and we can talk. Well, maybe you need to get a couple hundred pounds because you got no <laughs> boobs there. I, I got a peck. A, a peck is not a boob. <laughs> you know, Robert Paulson, those are boobs. <laughs> those are bitch tits. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Bitch is just like the highest qualification of a boob. Be like, oh man, look at her. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like a boob, sugar tits, bitch tits. And then just like, you know, the, the and then you just got Pavlov's, man. I just see those hands just start to salivate. <laughs> I prefer the internet meme metric of um, gigantic honkers, big bedonkers, real tontongery cougars. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Just, yeah. And uh, who, who's that guy who always, uh, I guess you don't want to talk about that on the show, the the, the swiper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost sent you a picture of, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a statue um, that, um, oh, hey, yoga hosers. Um, it was a, a statue by the one artist based off of their, their artwork. Yeah. And it, and it showed them as like, you know, blah, 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 you know, um, from the art of this guy. And I took a, I did a screenshot and I almost altered it to like draw a line to that artist's name and put the other artist's name beneath it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, why, why am I attacking this guy? I mean, I don't, he, he's never done anything bad to me. Like just because, yeah, he's done some questionable things doesn't mean i need to like attack him it doesn't doesn't bother me it hasn't hurt me in any way if if you can bring me art that has been swiped from another artist um especially if you can like show the original art that it was swiped from i'll I'll totally sign that um yeah i don't i think i've probably told you about this dave sim when the people started counterfeiting the first issues of cerebus there's like counterfeit issues one and two because those are the highest value issues Mm. and uh of course, Dave Sim, being the guy who self-published them, can recognize the counterfeits from a mile away. So when people yeah. bring them and they're like, will you sign my book? He just signs it Frank Frazetta. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, you're not Frank Frazetta. He's like, yeah, that's not Cerebus number one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so ain't we both content? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the, the worst possible way to find out that this book that you just spent like a thousand bucks on is a counterfeit. But it's also really, really funny. <laughs> but I have to say, though, man, that... Um, Getting Dave Sim to sign Frank Frazetta on my bootleg copy of Cerebus. Oh yeah, that would be worth just as much as the number one oh, signed by him. <laughs> absolutely. If I, if I mean, I wouldn't pass up a counterfeit Cerebus number one. 
Yeah, if you would still sign it like that, I'd probably go out of my way to find one. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy an original and then just fucking counterfeit it myself <laughs> just to get that proper signature. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. <laughs> oh, anyway, yep, well, this has been fun. Um, thanks for listening to the story of my stupid klutziness. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening to me just kind of go off on shit like I always do. <laughs> been a while um <laughs> but yeah so um and cut bye everybody saying yo all right there folks that was our moms think we're funny let's uh let's give them a hand <laughs>